0: How not to invest Advice for Beginners It has happened to most of us at some time or another. You're at a personal finance party enjoying your drink and spreadsheets and the blowhard happens your way. You know he's gonna brag about his latest giant win. This time he's taking a long position in Not A Scam dot scam the latest greatest online marketer of household gadgets. You come to find he knows nothing about the company, is still completely enamored with it, and has invested 80% of his portfolio in it, hoping he can double his money quickly. Despite your resistance to hearing him drone on, you start to feel comfortable and smug and knowing that he has committed at least four common investing mistakes and that hopefully this time he'll learn his lesson. In addition to the four mistakes The Fool has made, this episode will address four other common mistakes. Number one, not understanding the investment. One of the world's most successful investors, Warren Buffett, Cautions against investing in businesses you don't understand. This means that you should not be buying stock in companies if you don't understand the business models. The best way to avoid this is to build a diversified portfolio of exchange-traded funds, ETFs, or mutual funds. Now, if you do invest in individual stocks, Make sure you thoroughly understand each company those stocks represent before you invest or at the very least truly like the company and its product or service. A good example of this is like Chipotle or Apple, right? If you eat Chipotle every single day, you love their product regardless of the negative sides of you know, going to the bathroom after eating a Chipotle burrito. You're probably going to be pretty good with just investing into Chipotle because you believe in the product and the service that they provide, like the customer service. Because let's face it, Chipotle service is pretty good. They make very good margins on a burrito, so that business is going to stay around forever. They're going to they're keep growing and all that kind of stuff, so if you like chipotle if you like eating it every single day then it would kind of make sense to invest into it because you understand that business right in their business model now with apple if you are basically in the whole apple ecosystem it kind of makes sense for you to really invest into an like into apple stock on like an individual basis because you obviously believe in The company, you believe in their products, you believe in their ecosystem, you believe in their services that they provide like iTunes, their app store, right? You believe in all that. You believe in their MacBooks, right? And if that's the case, then you would, in fact, invest into Apple because you truly enjoy that company and believe in it. Now, if you don't like it, why would you buy it? Right now, this is also something that could potentially be like an ethical thing as well, like would you really be okay? And I'm talking about like if you're like just investing into individual stocks where you are actively choosing one stock or another, right? If you don't like the company, why bother putting money into it? Number two, falling in love with a company. Now, this is different than liking a company and understanding their business. This is just simply dumb love, okay? So too often, when we see a company we've invested in do well, it's easy to fall in love with it and forget that we bought this stock as an investment. Always remember, you bought this stock to make money. If any of the fundamentals that prompted you to buy into the company change, consider selling the stock. Number three, lack of patience. How many times has the power of slow and steady progress become eminently clear. Slow and steady usually comes out on top, be at the gym, in school, or in your career. For example, you cannot outwork what you eat. You cannot outearn your spending. That's why. People end up falling into the trap of living paycheck to paycheck even if they end up breaking the six-figure mark per year where they make 100000 per year because they just keep spending more and more of their money. So then why then do we expect it to be different from investing? A slow, steady, and disciplined approach will go a lot further over the long haul than going for the last-minute full send plays. For example, if you are consistently investing, let's say $100 a month, every single month you're putting that into mutual funds every single month, every single year until the time that you retire, you're probably going to end up retiring pretty close to a millionaire if not a millionaire depending on when you start doing this. Because of the consistency and you continuously buy more and more and more mutual funds, more ETFs more stocks right but if you like just buy everything like just put in maybe like a thousand dollars at one time or let's say since we're saying like a hundred bucks per month let's say they like just stuck in 1200 at once one time a year well you could end up buying that on a good month or at a very very low part of the market so Just like choosing like a random point or like a random stock to pick in to just try to make as much profit as possible, kind of like the whole penny stock thing, can really destroy your investment. Expecting our portfolios to do something other than what they're designed to do is the recipe for disaster. This means you need to keep your expectations realistic in regard to the length, time, and growth that each stock will will encounter. And of course, when it comes to investing into the stock market, we're doing it for investing, not trading. We're going for long-term growth, long-term return, so that you could end up creating a residual income or a passive income by the time you retire. That's the whole purpose of investing in the stock market. Number four, too much investment turnover. Turnover or jumping in and out of positions is another return killer. For example, the majority of day traders lose money. The majority of day traders never turn a profit. So, unless you're an institutional investor with the benefit of low commission rates, which is highly unlikely, the transaction costs can eat you alive. Now, obviously, this is changing as time goes on f- with the free trades, so the transaction cost isn't as bad as it used to be, but not to mention the short-term tax rates, especially if you're trading in crypto, and the opportunity cost of missing out on the long-term gains of good investments. The majority of day traders lose money, okay? Okay. Have clear and step-by-step fundamentals when it comes to investing into any avenue, whether it be stocks or real estate. Keep a written checklist that must be true for you to invest in it. Attempting market timing. Market timing, turnover's evil cousin, also kills returns. Successfully timing the market is extremely difficult to do. Even institutional investors often fail to do it successfully. A well known study, Determinants of Portfolio Performance, which is Financial Analyst Journal 1986, conducted by Gary P. Brinson L. Randolph Hood and Gilbert Bierbauer, covered American pension fund returns. This study showed that on average, nearly 94% of the variation of returns over time was explained by the investment policy decision. In layman's terms, this indicates that normally, most of a portfolio's return can be explained by the asset allocation decisions you make, not by timing or even security selection. Number 6. Waiting to get even Getting even is just another way to ensure you lose any profit you might have made. This means you're waiting to sell a loser until it gets back to its original cost basis. Behavioral finance causes a cognitive error. By failing to realize a loss, investors are actually losing in two ways. First, they avoid selling a loser, which may continue to slide until it's worthless, which by the way, if you're doing day trading, you got to put a stop loss or a limit order because you Gotta like limit the risk that you're taking. Second, there's the opportunity cost of what may be a better use for those investment dollars. Number seven, failing to diversify. While professional investors may be able to generate alpha or excess return over a benchmark by investing in a few concentrated positions, common investors should not try to do this. Stick to the principle of diversification. In building an ETF or mutual fund portfolio, remember to allocate an exposure to all major spaces. In building an individual stock portfolio, allocate to all major sectors. As a general rule of thumb, do not allocate more than 5% to 10% to any one investment. Number eight, letting your emotions roll which again, by the way, if you are trying to get into like stock day trading or Forex day trading or any sort of day trading, like penny stock day day trading, a lot of people, when they start to trade with like um, real dollars, like their own money, they start to not be able to handle the losses. They start to freak out, right? Now, I used to have, a family friend that they, this couple would trade millions of dollars worth of money in the Forex market where they would potentially make millions of dollars in one day. The only problem is they could also lose millions of dollars in a single day. So that kind of risk tolerance, not a lot of people have, especially with their emotions. And basically, they almost got so stressed out that you know they, it got really really bad, but they worked really hard and you know endured it for like a few years till they were able to retire. By the way, a lot of people cannot handle their emotions when it comes to investing their money or trading their money. So perhaps the number one killer of an investment return is your emotions. To talk that fear and greed rule the market is true. Do not leer, let fear or greed overtake you. Focus on the bigger picture. Stock market returns may deviate widely over a shorter time frame, but over the long term, historical returns for large-cap stocks can average 10%. Realize that over a long time horizon, your portfolio's returns should not deviate much from those averages. In fact, you may benefit from the irrational decisions of other investors. So how to avoid these mistakes? You gotta develop a plan of action. Proactively determine where you are in the investment life cycle, what your goals are, and how much you need to invest to get there. If you don't feel qualified to do this, seek a reputable financial planner. To be frank, you should seek a financial planner if you're starting to invest more than you know a hundred dollars net worth kind of stuff. To at least get their advice, so that they can really educate on the different avenues out there, and what would be the best options or choices to make for your long-term goals. Now, remember why you're investing your money, and you'll be inspired to save more and may find it easier to determine the right allocation for your portfolio. Temper your expectations to historical market returns. Do not expect your portfolio to make you rich overnight. This hardly ever happens. A consistent long-term investment strategy over time is what will build wealth. Put your plan on automatic. As your income grows, you may want to add more. Monitor your investments at the end of, the, at the end of every year. Review your investments and their performance. Determine whether your equity-to-fixed income ratio should stay the same or change based on where you are in life. Have some fun money. We all get tempted by the need to spend money at times. It's the nature of the human condition. So instead of trying to fight it, go with it. Set aside your fun investment money where you should limit this amount to no more than 5% of your investment portfolio. Do not use retirement money. Always seek investments from a reputable financial firm or if you have like a really good understanding of the stock market. Because some may compare this particular process to gambling, follow the same rules you would, you would in that endeavor. Limit your losses to your principal. Do not sell calls and stocks you don't own, for instance. Be prepared to lose 100% of your investment. Choose and stick to a predetermined limit to determine when you will walk away, whether you make a profit or a loss. The bottom line. Mistakes are part of the investing process. Knowing what they are, when you're committing them, and how to avoid them will help you succeed as an investor. To avoid committing the mistakes above, develop a thoughtful, systematic plan and stick with it. If you must do something wild, set aside some fun money that you are fully prepared to lose. Follow these guidelines and you will be well on your way to building a portfolio that will provide many happy returns over the long term steal here. Well, get a free stock below worth up to $1,000 by joining Robinhood in the description of this episode. You can learn the four steps to make money online with this free training, which is about 30 minutes to see if it's right for you. You can watch the next episode and go make some money. Our YouTube is 40 Box and subscribe to this channel. Our podcast is 40 Box where all podcasts are available. Our Instagram is at 40inbox. Feel free to DM us money-making ideas or how you make money. Our website is 40inbox.com. Feel free to go check that out. And we will see you in future episodes. This whole channel, this whole podcast is all focused on about giving you ideas about making money. Whether it be an actual money-making idea, investment, or personal finance section that can help you make more money or grow your money. So thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And we will see you in future episodes.